The following program is an exclusive Disruption Networks production. Disruption Network and First Source Federal Credit Union have teamed up to help support the Central New York Veterans Outreach Center Sunday, April 28th from noon to 4 p.m. Located at the Veterans Outreach Center, 726 Washington Street in Utica. There will be food, live entertainment, raffles, live podcasting from the D, and an appearance by Audi from the Utica Commons. We are looking for donations of clothes, non-perishable food items, furniture, toiletries, hygiene products, or a minimal cash donation of $5 at the door day of event. All ages are welcome. For more information on donations, drop-off locations, and entertainment lineup, please check out DisruptionNetwork.net. Disrupting Hunger, Sunday, April 28th, brought to you by First Source Federal Credit Union. Tax season is here, and First Source wants to help you be prepared. Our friends at Furley, Moran, Freer, and Isa have given us some great tax tips to share. Read the blog at fsource.org for helpful answers to your tax questions and feel better prepared before you file. First Source members can also receive a discount on TurboTax software. Be ready for tax season with help from your friends. File smarter, live smarter with First Source. Membership requirements apply. Federally insured by NCUA. The Baseline is back with all new episodes every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Right here on Disruption Network. The complete rundown of news and notes around Major League Baseball. Get caught up with fantasy rankings, predictions, league leaders, standings, and more. Join JP and SPG as they bring you original segments like 3 Up, 3 Down, The Haps on the Haps, Tip of the Cap, and The Field Report. Don't find yourself out of the Baseline. Join the Baseline every Sunday night, all season long, only on the D. Hey, it's Cassidy, and you're listening to Disruption Network. (laughs) So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, 
but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. One, two, three, four. It's time to fire it up, people. Fire it up and get those ear holes full of my voice. DC Radio time. There they go. I don't know how that just all of a sudden worked. So weird. My whole life is technical difficulties, Dan. (laughs) Every day, one big technical difficulty after another. Greetings and salutations, everybody. How are you? Welcome to your Thursday. It's EC Radio time. We're live on all Disruption Network social media platforms. And you can follow along at your leisure at disruptionnetwork.net. Wrapped up into a nice little podcast of love for you. You can check out at any time that you want. Big love to my friends over at Utica Coffee Roasting Company. I love these guys. We're drinking pistachio coffee right now. I've been drinking it all week, actually. Mm, That's good. What do you think of it? Oh, it's great. So good. Yeah, this is a great afternoon coffee for me. You know what? Great definition. It is a great afternoon coffee. Settles you down a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's got a nice little flavor, nice body. Yeah, I like to kick it off with some French roast in the morning, just throw gas on the fire, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. But you like to come down a little bit, though, during the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I want to be too edgy in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. WakeTheHellUp.com is their website. What a great name. Oh, it is. Wake the Hell Up. So if you're looking for their coffee and their product, and they got some great coffee out there, there's tons of different flavors. And the Utica Buzz one, did you ever try that one? No. Ooh. That'll get it? Oh, yeah. That turns you into Cornholio. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm pretty sure Melissa doesn't like Cornholio anymore. No? No, no, no. They call me Danimal when I get like that. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, Utica Buzz, check that one out. It's great. Check out my friends over at Utica Coffee. Also, big love to my friends over at Nye Volkswagen in Rome. Mention the D. They're going to give you $250 off any vehicle purchase. Just by knowing me, I got a promo code out there for you. So you mention them. Go into their showroom, 5865 Taborg Road in Rome. You want to buy yourself a brand-new Volkswagen? Did you see my new jet out there? No. I got a new Jetta. They hooked me up, man. That thing is so sweet. Nice. So sweet, and it's smooth. I, I like being in a truck, you know, yeah. but this has brought me back down, and I like zipping around through Utica now. Oh, now I, I feel like Batman. I had a Jetta. I was, yeah, I got, a, I got pulled over a lot. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, good good folks over at Nye Volkswagen in Rome, check out their inventory at nyvdubofrome.com. And like I said, if you're looking for a new Volkswagen, go see them. Mention the D. We got a promo code for you, so. Dan Williams in the house with me. Man, Dan, I would love for you to like just be my co-host one. You just hang out for like a month. You got me for today. And I got you for today, man. We yeah. would we would definitely uh, deliver some fun content. But the big Barded Mudfest coming up next week. Yeah, it's it's amazing how this winter is gone. All of a sudden it's like boom, we got a we got an event coming up next Saturday. Already. Yeah, already. Uh seventh annual Daniel Barden Mudfest. You know, it's hard to believe it's year seven. Seven? 
Yeah. It goes by quick. Every year, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, this year, it just feels like it went faster. Uh, but I got to say, the weather is looking great. Yeah. I, mean, we were, I looked at a picture from last year, two years or two weeks out of the event, and we had over a foot, almost two feet of snow at the start line. Mm-hmm. This year, we have no snow on the course. We got green grass. I'm actually thinking we're going to have to mow the grass before the event, but, uh, but we're not going to. We're just going to make it muddy. I think you knocked it out of the park pushing it back, though. When you first started, wasn't it like March? No. We, no? The earliest we've been was April 5th. April 5th. But we've danced around the school vacations. Uh-huh. And I, right now, from this point going forward, we're going to be the last Saturday in April. Set in stone. Period. Yeah, because the other thing is, is now – uh, that allows us to use the barn. Jack has this huge barn. We set the stage up in there. We're going to put the beer trailer in the back, and we're going to have a giant barn dance. If the weather's great, we got two overhead doors we open, so the music's just pumping outside. People can hang out on the ramps of the barn. And then we move the food court right up to where we had the tent last year. So now everything's compressed right into that area. And it's just the biggest barn dance this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great time, man. And, of course, there's music, and then we got to mention the bands. Our friends from the Swamp Drivers are going to be there. The Old Main. Old Main. Uh, Bocany. 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 Is that Bocany. how you say it? Bocany. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I'm screwing up your band name right now. <laughs> yeah, but they're great. And I'll tell you, they, they played, are great, man. They played a benefit. And I actually just got a text from Dennis Sullivan saying if uh, we needed his amp for uh, the bass for – Daniel Barden's father, Mark, that uh, he would he would uh, provide that. And th- this is another great thing about this whole thing. Everybody comes together to help each other, Absolutely. not just the musicians coming together to share equipment or whatever. But when these guys are going through the obstacle course, they're helping each other over the wall and and just pushing each other to get through the obstacles. And that's the beauty of the whole Barden Mud Fest every year. And everything. I mean, Z, even what you guys do. I mean, from year one. I only knew that I wanted to do something and then put the idea out there. Hey, we want to do this single day festival, right? The Daniel Barden Mud Fest. Somebody came together like Jody uh, Miller in terms of all our communications and And, and promo and and, and promo Mm -hmm. and that. Uh, Someone came together, put the website together. You grabbed the bull by the horns with music. And literally in four months, we threw together what I would say, you know, looking back was a world class event for year one right you know <laughs> we had it looked like paul bunyan's uh workspace over at my house we we're building all those bong like structures those uh chimney logs and we you know people were just saying anything they could do to help and it was uh it was great it was like that old school sense of community well it's because of who you surround yourself with brother well you, you surround yourself with good people and very resourceful people and good things happen and good things happen yeah and that's what I think that's one of my strengths is that I can bring those players together mm-hmm. and um, but I am I'm, I'm and I, that's my new mantra you can't make people nice so you got to be hanging around with nice people mm-hmm. and when you and it's the same with our employees we have nice people that work for us yeah it's by design we find good people and then and they want to work for us there's days where I'm like, man, this is terrible. There's always something that's, like you say, technical difficulties. <laughs> it's a construction business. I mean, that I run yesterday, something came up. Man, we hit solid rock. How do we solve that problem? All right, well, we got to get this drill out there, so on and so forth, and we overcome that. And that's really just life, right? Life is just bumps in the road. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was joking around, but our mud run is seriously uphill, right? So we're building new obstacles and I'm like sitting there spilling my coffee. I'm trying to move. 
an excavator up a hill and I'm sliding. I can't get up the hill on the skid steer. I'm trying to move material up the hill and I'm like, damn, this everything I do just feels like double gravity over there. But it's so satisfying when it's done. It's like, yeah, this is really it's it's really hard. But the hardest things in life are the things we remember most. Right. You don't remember putting your underwear on yesterday because it just happened. Right? And the way you bounce back from it. Yeah. You just you just you figure out how to overcome it. And I think um, it's, you know, putting this together over the years has taught me these lessons, mm-hmm. you know, patience and, uh, you know, and, and a better problem solver. I bet. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, problems you can only you can sit there and bash your head against the wall, but that's not good. You know, you got to find the doorway. Yeah. <clears throat> you got to move over. So. Yeah, I'm really super pumped. I don't know. Should we talk about the event from the start? Absolutely. Like how it came about? And yeah, yeah. We've you've been on here. Actually, this makes your third appearance on the on I the so, UC yeah. radio. Yeah. yeah. See, that's why I like. I would love for you to hang out for like a whole month or something. We can yeah. really, really dig Thank deep into your psyche, Melissa. <laughs> I'll see you in about a month. You're gonna, yeah. have to, you're gonna have to run the office without me. She actually would kill me. Yeah. If, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And she she can kill you. Your wife, oh, can no t- doubt. I, yeah, I, I know your wife could take you in a fight. Yeah, when we're actually in the gym lifting weights, mm-hmm. you know, I'll look over looking for the forty pounders, and she's got them. You know, it's like, oh man, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> then I got to go down and wait. So yeah, so start from right from the beginning. All right, so I remember start start of the deal was uh, I was working down in uh, Schoharie County, and uh, got a text from Melissa. Hey, there's been a school shooting at Maggie's school. And just being like, what? Well, explain everybody who Maggie is. So Maggie is my niece. Yes. My sister, Karen, moved downstate, and she met her uh, husband, Frank. And they got married, and they moved to Connecticut. And of all places, they settled in Newtown. And their daughter, Maggie, was actually in the Sandy Hook School the day of the shooting. Mm-hmm. And she happened to be four or five rooms down from where all those kids were lost and the six administrators. Heard all 154 gunshots. I mean, just it was a very, very traumatic event. So Daniel Barden was her best friend and next door neighbor. These two played together after school on the weekends. There was a well-worn path between their houses. And the Bardens had become very close because their older daughter was the same age as my sister's older daughter. The same grades, Anna. So, you know, when we found out he was missing because nobody knew all day, you know, I just remember getting home and being like, man, I had to go do a workout. I had just recently quit drinking, started working out, and I was going through this process of really just trying to rebuild myself. I had been, my 30s were pretty much just solidly work and then drink, you know, to try to put the flames out. And then repeat. And then repeat. (laughs) And and I put like 30 pounds on and I wasn't feeling great about myself and I committed to doing CrossFit. So I'm out in the pasture. I hear uh, my my wife calls me and she's like, Daniel's one of the 20. And I was like, oh, my gosh, just felt this horrible feeling because I had met the kid about seven, eight times. Every time we went down for like a birthday party or a christening or something like that or something in church, he was there. And he was just that kid that would hold the door for you. And, you know, just he stood out in my mind. I remember seeing this. He had nice, long, curly hair. And uh, it just devastated me Uh, I went and uh, worked out that night in like a fog and then that next day we loaded up a bunch of food and we took it down and we had to walk downhill to their house and what do you say I mean I just remember (laughs) what do you say it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do Z and I've done some hard things 
to walk into that house and be like, I'm sorry. I mean, sorry doesn't even cut it. Uh, we went back down a few days later for the funeral and just seeing that little casket wheel down through the middle of the church and seeing the funerals. I mean, they had one after another for, for 26 people. Uh, it was unbelievable. The whole and town was a funeral, huh? It was. Uh. And um, my dad was there. And I just remember that last speaker, I'll never forget, she said, uh, if you can do something for this world to make it a better place, then do something. You know, And if you've got something to say to change the dialogue, then say it. And uh, in that moment, literally having an epiphany, you know, that clear, sudden realization that I could do something and I had to. And I walked out of the church in that moment. I called Jack Bushman and said, hey, Jack, can we put a mud run on for these folks? That's the first thing that popped in your head was a mud run. Yeah, we had yeah. just done a tough mudder in uh, New Jersey, and it was kind of in my mind. Uh, okay. I was always a runner, and I always wanted to organize a run, and I just in that moment was like, you know what? His farm would be perfect. So I got a hold of Jack. Jack was like, absolutely. Then I called uh, my buddy at Saranac at the time. Uh, it was Evan Warner who worked for McCraith. said, you know, hey, we're going to need a lot of beer for this. And uh, then An I got awful a, lot of beer. An awful <laughs> lot, yeah. And then um, my friend Mike Mazza, who was into logging, I was like, hey, uh, I got this idea on these chimney logs. I'd just been to a party that summer, and I felt like a chimney log, to represent each victim so we started looking for those so their chimney logs are just basically hollow oftentimes roadside trees and uh so yeah we just started uh right after that right around january 1st we started uh mapping the course out i was out on cross-country skis and then we just started rolling this thing together and then that first year i mean we had a thousand runners a couple thousand people showed up i mean we didn't know what we were doing we were in the barn that year yeah yeah uh and it just it did exactly what it wanted I wanted it to do, which was to give those guys a giant mud hug, you know, to tell them we love them and that they could keep going on because, I mean, they were I, I don't know how you get up from that. Right. I really don't. And Mark called me after the event and said, Dan, a lot of good things happened to us last year, but that mud run that helped us so much. Can we possibly do it again? I said, Mark, I'm already planning on doing it. And uh, if you're all right with it, and he's like, absolutely. He's like, can we make it bigger? And I'm like, don't threaten me with a good time. Mm. <laughs> you know, and obviously <laughs> since then we've we've gone from 10 obstacles on the 5K to 26, I think, this year. There's 26 obstacles this on year? On the 5K, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you're a sadistic person. Well, you, they, because they, the, these obstacles are no joke, man. They're no joke, and, and we've added in a couple that uh, – the one, I as, as again, it was kind of – weird it's uh the top of the course is called the Corey maze and that's added in this year and it's just so such neat terrain uh there's like a like a hot tub type deal that was cut out of the limestone mm -hmm. and they have to run down and through that and then they're along the Corey face and a lot of that rock was the rock that really built the road today wow and, it, and they built the canal out of it and the locks there used to be a canal system that ran down to Oriskany Creek in Clinton. So you get to run through that history, and it's it's cool. It was there. It's not going to be easy. I, I'm not going to piss on It's never you. easy. No, I'm not going to piss on your leg and tell you it's raining out. It's going to be tough. <laughs> but it's awesome, and it's right there. So that got added in, and then uh, I just had a guy deliver cable yesterday. came from Rigal, and uh, we're adding in this obstacle called Double Fandango. Uh-huh. 
and uh, <laughs> it's kind of a like a cable crossing kind of deal. I think it's gonna work well, but we won't know until it's together, kind of deal. And then uh, I revamped Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> uh, because. And that's that's actually was supposed to get built tonight. We got we got one week to throw this together. I have all the all the materials. We just got to catch some weather, and I don't know. When did you start prepping the course? Probably, we started about a month ago. I, I've seen videos of you on your skis trying to get through the tunnels <laughs> and, and through <laughs> yeah. the tubes and stuff like that with your skis still on. Yeah, some funny video out there. That's some funny content. You did were you see my out. golf video? I saw the golf video, and then I saw you jumping. The pond, of course, through the ice. So. Yeah, through yeah, the yeah. ice. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I, and that was uh, that was without alcohol. That right. That was just straight up sober. Yep. Uh, I just feel like you're push- a sadomasochist sometimes yeah, I, too. I do feel like that. I don't know, but I I feel like if I can inspire people to push their envelope, yeah, I will tell you. Like on the other side of that, you feel better. Like I did right. literally go home and get in my hot tub, and it was the most memorable hot tub experience I've had. Oh, I bet. Because I was so stinking cold <laughs> going in. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I was about a mile from my car when I went in that pond. Oh, so that wasn't your pond at your house? No, that was on the golf course. Oh, it was on the golf course. Okay. I was thinking it was right at your house, so you could just run right up to the hot tub. No. But no, was, so you was, had to go from the golf course back to your house. I had to play three more holes <laughs> like that. Time out. You played three more holes after jumping in the pond? Yeah. So you're dripping wet, and it was probably what? 20. 20 degrees and the wind was howling and you still played yeah. so how'd you do how'd you score on those three holes you know what i had a really good drive uh on 17 i gotta say i put it out there about 240 you're lucky you didn't get pneumonia yeah you know what i that's i think a misnomer i think i get sickest if i am d- around warm all the time and not doing anything if i'm out in that mm-hmm. i tend to not get sick gotcha yeah I, I i don't know i just feel like that never happens. Yeah. Um, do you have time to put together another video before the mud fest happens next week? Yeah, we do. Actually, yeah. I've got some video we just shot. <laughs> yeah, that we were we were working last week on the course, and uh, I haven't put it together yet. But it was pretty funny because Jack stores a bunch of boats, so Gabe and I were sitting in the boat on uh, Palm Sunday. <laughs> we're eating a ham dinner, so it looks like we're on a boat ride, but we're really just at the mud run. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that's I think that's going to be that's going to be good for sure. But, yeah, we're going to be up on course doing stuff. So I'm planning on shooting some video. The wife says, let's be serious. You didn't have to play three more holes. I had to get back somehow. So I figured, why not? What do you mean you had to get back? Get back what? I had to get back to my car somehow. And Uh, so mine will finish up the game. I got you. (laughs) Yeah, she was pissed because. She probably wanted to go. Well, she didn't, wasn't with us. Oh, no, she wasn't. She with was. Her. Yeah, she's not. She's smart enough not to go out on a day like that. I mean, it Good was point. like blowing snow and yeah, yeah. People are like, "What the what the hell?" I mean, they don't even <laughs> have the sticks in flags in yet. But honestly, my hands were cold. I was wet enough, so it was weird. Like I didn't really get cold till about eighteen, and then it was like, "Holy shnikes!" It was cold. Yeah. 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 There's a thing called penal frost. Mm-hmm. I just want to point it out. Uh, it's real. <laughs> Shrinkage is a real thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to check out these videos that we're talking about, you could go to the Barton Mudfest uh, Facebook page, right? Right. It's up on the Facebook page. Yep. Is it on the regular website, which is BartonMudfest.org? I don't think so. I think. Just the I, Facebook I page. Okay. Are, the I, social media thing. 
Uh, Melissa in, may be able to answer that. She can give a shout in on that. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you crack me up with these videos, though. I, I sit there on a nightly basis, or we, you put them out maybe weekly, yeah, weekly. or something. I sit there and like, what is he doing now? <laughs> yeah. I, and and so no stunt doubles. Crazy bastard. Well, right. Yeah. Ten thousand dollar deductible, and I'm doing the damn rope swing. I'm testing it out to see if it's going to be satisfactory. So that's going to be part of the next video. We're we were doing the rope swing last weekend, and uh, I had a fail on it. So yeah. I will say it didn't. I usually get across, and I was all the way across, and then I fell back in the pond. Yeah. So and you remember? Oh, I remember. Yeah, that that's no joke. That thing. <laughs> yeah, you get up on the plank, and it's like, oh, shit, that's a long ways to go. So Hilarious. yeah, um, we do have a question out there too. Uh, Zach Bonanza was yesterday's guest. He has a podcast out there called the lost guidance podcast and uh he's looking for a guest if you'd be interested in coming on he loves your story and it's a great motive on how you put on the barton mud fest and he loves your passion so if uh maybe you got some time you'd sit down and talk with zach great kid man you, you'd oh, have yeah. a you'd have a great conversation yeah with for him. sure so i'll get you guys in touch with each other and uh yeah we'll I'm, talk about it I, and z i'm gonna tell you the so you know i guess back on where we were on that um I didn't realize we were going to raise all this money, too. And that first year, we raised like $83,000. Wow. And for a single-day event, that was pretty good in a short amount of time. It's excellent. Everybody kind of pulled together. Yeah. Since then, we've been, you know, darn near that mark every year. And now we've got this Barton Adventure Scholarship. And I was talking with Patty Louise that runs the Waterville Times yesterday, and she interviewed two kids that were in it last year. That So the Barton Adventure Scholarship is – it's administered by the Clark Foundation in Cooperstown. Jane Clark is one of those billionaires you want to like because she's given away almost all of her money. She's very philanthropic. And she started this Odyssey canoe trip like 30 years ago. And it's basically an outward bound program. Uh, they go into a school. Every school in Otsego County sends kids uh, or is, is, is able to send kids on this trip every year. And so I went down there and, and said, hey, I've got, I want to do it for my schools up here around like Utica and Sequoia and Clinton and Waterville and Hamilton. And I want to get kids from Connecticut in the, in this canoe trip too. Mm -hmm. And I want to mix these kids together and send them out in the woods because I feel like if we start to connect our, our, our communities and we start to get kids off video screens for 10 days at a time mm -hmm. and show them like there's a world out there, you know, we could start to build empathy and I think the only way we're going to solve these problems is through empathy. We're not going to police our way out of it. There isn't going to be enough fence, enough teachers with guns, enough metal detectors. Yeah. It's only when we start to love each other that, you know, we start to see this go away. And I know I sound like a hippie, but no, no, I, you can't. I, I, I'm in these schools. It's an excellent point. If I want to go in there and kill kids and any school that I go in, I'm in VVS. VVS is probably the hardest school I've, to get in. I was in Clinton the other day. They just buzzed me right in. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They look at me. They look. He looks pretty sane. I think we'll let him in. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> but at any rate, uh, these kids. We've been doing this. Um, this will be our fourth year. So it's like a ten day excursion, right? <laughs> it's a ten day trip. They How many kids total? Sixteen kids. Eight, Sixteen kids. Yes, to eight kids from around Central New York and Connecticut, and then eight from Connecticut. Wow. And there's two groups. How do they get selected, these kids? So they have to write an essay. Mm -hmm. And and I tell them, I'm like, this is like a it's like a thousand dollar trip. How many of you kids get paid to write? Because I never got paid to write. And if and it's uh basically eight 
questions and they answer four. And they're philosophical questions. So there's no right or wrong answer. Uh, they, they put their time in on it. Uh, the teachers have a committee, or the school, of like three teachers. And then they just review the essays and they pick the ones that stand out to them. Anywhere from one to two kids per school uh, pick and they get to go. Mm -hmm. So age, teenage, uh, eighth grade going into ninth, eighth going into ninth. It's that pivotal age. What they found with this Odyssey program was that it's right at that age. I remember when I was eighth grade, you're awkward. You know, you're just trying to figure it out. You're just starting to go into high school and they're asking you, what do you want to be when you grow up? But the beauty of this trip is they go on and they don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, by eighth grade, they've pegged you. You're a dork. You're an athlete. You're you know, a music kid. You get to be who you want to be on this trip. And that's what I tell the kids. Go and, and be yourself. You know, you're, it's not easy. And that's good. Everything you do is, is easy mm -hmm. after this trip. It is. It's, yeah. You know, you got to do everything. And because they're in the middle of the woods, they're away from their surroundings. You take the phone away from for 10 days. Mm -hmm. And they have to learn how to survive. They and, have to learn to get along. And they have to communicate. <laughs> yes. What, my boy Gabe ended up going last year. We had to oh, pull, did he? Yeah, we had to pull him in as like a last-minute uh, person because uh, some kid had bailed, broke his arm or something. Something happened. Uh -huh. So he did not want to go. And he, all he wants to do is golf. He wants to be a pro golfer and hit golf balls. So, no, you're going. Oh, man. All right. The kid loved it. He would not stop talking for, like, five straight hours after it. And then I had him go talk to some historical society with a bunch of old women. He, <laughs> my sister said he talked for an hour straight without taking a breath about the trip. I think he was only on day five. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, they get different jobs. So – they, sh they do a little orientation. You have all your gear. You have a, you, they team you up with somebody, so you have a canoe mate. How many guides are there? Two. There's two guides. And they're Hamilton College or Colgate kids. They have okay. an outdoor program at both schools. Uh -huh. And these, these guys or girls have been through the trip. Uh, I got to meet the guides this year, and the kids said, you know what, I've been doing your trip for three years, and it's been amazing. And I said, man, I, I, I love it. So these college kids are affected by it too. You know, mm -hmm. I just feel like – we're able to have a butterfly effect. You know, we get 16 kids affected every year in a, in a positive way in a leadership-type program. And I tell these schools when I go there, don't pick the kid that's got everything. Don't pick the athlete. Just try to pick somebody we can bring up. You know, obviously, you, you don't want it's somebody that's just going to go and fail. It's the whole basis of the whole trip. Absolutely. Pick each other up. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. We want them to go and feel like when they come back, hey, you know, I'm, I can do more than I think I can. This trip's a life-changing experience for them. Right. And I tell them, you know, every one of these schools I go into and every time I, I give the talk is I, I wrote my I, – I, I'm blessed. I read the book Dharma Bums by Jack Kerouac when I was 19. And it changed my life because I was on this track of, oh, I'm going to be a track runner and then I'm going to go do this. And I read Dharma Bombs after my freshman year of college. I was burned out, had been running 70-mile weeks, and came home, and I said to my parents, I'm taking next semester off, and I'm riding my bike to Colorado. And uh, they were like, no way. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I got all my money, and I got my bike, and I put saddlebags on it, and I took off from upstate New York, and I rode. I actually met a guy from just graduating from Colgate, and we ended up riding into Canada all the way to Vancouver, 
and from Vancouver to San Francisco. I love this story, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. The prairies were so bad that I just want to swerve into the next Greyhound bus and just end my life because the seat felt like a broom handle wrapped in barbed wire. And I mean, I just couldn't sit down on the seat. It hurt so bad. Yet I couldn't stand up because the wind was blowing 40 miles an hour in my face. <laughs> but I kept going. And right. we had this mantra of one pedal stroke at a time. And eventually we made it, we made it to Calgary. And then we, the mountains were great, you know, hard, but it was like beautiful scenery. And then California and like down the coast of Washington was like dessert. I How long did it. it take you? It took six weeks to get to Vancouver, 3,200 miles. We averaged like 95 miles a day. Yup. We took one day a week off. I just ate an entire box of cereal and just watched football. <laughs> and, uh, Rest up a little bit. Yeah, I could drink beer. I was 19, so that part was good. And then uh, two weeks to go down the coast. So it was like 4,300 miles total. But that ship, that, that trip, like, shaped who, who I am. You know, every time I got in a hard situation in life after that, it was like, yeah, but it was it as hard as that time we rode, you know, this stretch or the whole trip. You know, it, and that's why I tell them with this trip, like, this is going to give you that mental resolve because life is hard. I would lie to you, you know, if I told you it's all going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Hard things are hard. Hard things are hard, right. But they're the things that shape us, and they're the ones that are truly memorable. Yep. Just eating our lunch or doing an average day, or you forget those days. It's when you do the hard things that you get the most satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And I think that's lost a little bit in our society. Do you tell these kids before they go on this excursion about your experiences? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. That's part of my talk. I'm like, I yeah. know you look at me as creepy old guy up here selling you a hard luck trip, but this will it be a tremendous opportunity for you. Now, that first year was tough because, like I said, they look at me and they're like, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm not, I'm not down with this. Now I've got the uh, what we call the alumni. So we bring in the ninth grader from last year's trip, and we get, I get up on stage with them. A testimonial? I let them do the talking. Yeah. And it's amazing. Uh -huh. I've had ninth graders. Like, there was a kid this year. He's like, you guys think you got it figured out? Let me tell you something. I was addicted to my phone, and I didn't realize it until I went on this trip. And I heard that from every single kid this year. you know. And they were like, I – had no idea we had the largest park in the country right here in the Adirondacks. And now I want to go out and I want to go do all these other things. And it's, it's awesome because now I've got street cred. They don't believe me, but this kid's in ninth grade. Right. You know, they're going to believe their peers. Yeah. And someone's going to give it to them straight. A absolutely. And now what about that kid now that did go on that trip? Is he less addicted to the phone or? Yeah, they're or, very conscious of it. You're conscious of it? The other thing is like they're um, they're very into their group. I remember the first year there was a kid, Isaiah Snow from Waterville. Their counselor actually got cancer. Kid's in uh, going to Colgate, you know, like a junior in college gets oh. cancer wow, really? yeah and these guys all came together and you know put a, a small event on for that person i mean i forget what her name was but it was like they had stayed together i still see isaiah isaiah's uh a senior this year in waterville so it's creating lifelong friendships too yeah we're bringing our groups together we're bringing our communities together uh -huh. you know when i listen to these and i don't want to talk talk about uh, burger king the guy running our country but if you want to change this world, I feel like it's got to be us coming together. 
You know, when people talk about, man, I just wish things would get better. We can wish in one hand and crap in the other, exactly. but it's going to take action. Right. And I'm hoping like through our event, you know, I, I'm doing a small piece, but that we can start to create these good soldiers. You know, we talk about that. And I think you've heard me say that on the stage mm -hmm. today. Our mud run is that training ground for you to be that good soldier. You help each other over the wall. You help each other through the course. And then you do that throughout the year, you know, buying someone a cup of coffee, saying hi to somebody, smiling. Yeah. It's, it's going to be as simple as that. Right. We're not going to read, a, you know, a Democrat, a Republican. It doesn't matter. They're not going to do what's right for us. They're not going to change our lives or make us better. It's going to be uh, every one of us doing something. It would be easy that way. My dad always said, you know, uh, you know, many hands make light work. Mm hmm. And that's it's just that simple strength in numbers right absolutely mm -hmm. yeah we're trying to change a culture and i'm trying to do it in the schools well you're definitely doing your part that's for sure and with the help of you and with the help of others like i said i am just you got a great team i'm yeah oh my gosh we have a dream team mm -hmm. and we're only getting stronger i think you know okay so let, let me <laughs> i can go off tangent here of course. okay so <laughs> not only do we do the the Barden scholarship. So that costs us like fourteen, fifteen thousand a year, which is very reasonable. I looked into outward bound, it was like three grand a kid. So we've been able to have a really good impact on kids at a reasonable rate. But then we asked these kids to research and pick a charity that speaks to them. And we vetted like forty local charities to here around here and also in Connecticut. So these kids they pick a charity that, you know, are they local charities? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're local. Okay. Yep. You know, well, we're not going to give to the organizations that are making blowing. millions and right. Yeah, and they're blowing a ton on, you know, private jets and, and all that. Trips crap. and vacations. Right. Yep, yep. And um, so we've been able to give anywhere from a couple thousand bucks per charity to 4,000 was our best year. Wow. Times 16 is 64 grand. Yes. That's so not only are you changing lives with these kids going on the trip, but you're also allocating all this extra money. Well, not extra money, but it's money that's raised from the Mudfest. You're allocating all this other money, and it's getting distributed to all these other great charities. I mean, genius. We're it's having, a genius idea. Well, thank you. And then we're having this butterfly effect where they start to think about this themselves. As I tell them, I'm like, guys, I've had an amazing life. I've skied deep powder in Jackson Hole. I've got great kids. Um, I've been to Hawaii, uh, amazing wife, awesome farm, great friends. And still, the best thing that ever happened to me was giving myself to the Bardens and to this process. I mean, every year, it's like every, it's the best day of my life. You know, I cry tears of joy, and I want you to have, to be able to experience that, you know, through picking a charity. What I want to build on, I, I'm looking for a sponsor for next year. So whatever kid raises the most money for their charity, we give them a kayak or a mountain bike. Oh, cool, a little incentive. Yeah, and yeah. we do do that for the eight kids up here, and we do it for the eight kids in Connecticut, and then we start to raise more money. The other thing we're doing is a VIP event on Friday night, and we've got Mark and Natalie uh, Barden coming in. And I'm just going to talk about what the mud run's done for me quick and, and, you know, what we've just talked about with the scholarship. And then Mark's going to talk about how he got back up and has soldiered on and what he's doing. He works for Sandy Hook Promise, and they're doing a ton of good work across the nation to prevent not just gun violence in schools, but suicide prevention. Mark's actually going to be up 
talking in Hamilton uh, School right before that our event on Friday, oh, wow. the 26th. And then he's going to come over, and uh, we're going to do a little team building with our our top sponsors and uh, potential sponsors for next year. And anybody like you that's you know been involved and been key, we're going to do a little three to five session, and then we're going to roll right into our bib pickup. We in years past have done it down at the VFW. Uh, we're actually going to do a spaghetti dinner right at the farm. So runners come, pick up their bibs, and uh, Mark will be there and Natalie. They're going to do a little acoustic duo, and uh, we'll have some music. And we're, it's going to be great. Yeah. And we'll have the stage set up. There'll be a nice vibe. And then we're actually going to have our merch guy there. So we'll be selling merch on Friday night. And uh, You guys have a lot of cool merch, too. i gotta, oh, our I merch gotta guy, make mention Joe of Joe Woodworth, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, is... One of the best things that ever happened uh, in this deal. There again, it's just, you know, the community reaching out and saying, hey, you know, you ought to do this, was going to the brewery. The brewery puts on, through Utica Roadrunners, this race director meeting. And I was able to go year one and learn how to run a race, like on a shoestring. You know, people saying, get a hold of this guy for timing. And I ended up finding Joe. Joe started his own business, and Joe was freaking going off like uh meteoric he's doing big events like pittsburgh marathon oh wow he's doing cape cod marathon and we're lucky enough to have him do our medals and our merch dude i want to i don't know if you can put this up my buddy brett glazier i want to give a huge shout out to this guy he's doing these crazy uh wooden custom wooden plaques oh yeah that are for our um so our top First place finisher for 5K and 5 Mile. And these are going to be... Do you want me to text them to you? How do you want that? Uh, just show them to me. Okay. Uh, let me cancel that. So you're going to have plaques for the winners and stuff? Yeah, these things are... He's got about six hours in each one of these oh, things. Wow. Yeah, these things are amazing. I can throw these up right here. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And that's last year's finisher's medal. That's the medal for... Yeah, the, the, this year will be as good or better. Obviously, I think you can open a beer bottle with that thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've got some. I'm sure you made it that way, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then we're gonna hand paint on there, so all our sponsors are gonna get one of these. And I'll just say, you know, proud sponsor, Daniel Barton Modfest 2019. And yeah, I mean, where where are you going there? You're not gonna just get some cheap little plaque for. You know, we could buy for 20 bucks. This kid put six hours of sweat into each one of these. It's crazy. I think he's got 160 hours Wow! in these. Wow. Very cool, though. Awesome. Yeah, Very this is a guy. That's another thing you got to make mention, too, is you have so many great volunteers, too, and people that help out, not just the inner circle, but when it comes time to execute the event, there's a ton of people helping out, passing out bibs and selling merchandise, and yeah. you, you got it, a great staff. We man. do. It's amazing. We, my sister said, stop. Let, uh, telling people to volunteer, we're full. And I said, Jess, uh, no, no. Just, just have them keep coming. Where I do need volunteers is the next day when I'm picking up like uh, dirty underwear and uh, beer <laughs> cups and stuff in the parking lot. Yeah, if anybody wants to come the day after, uh, yeah, that's when we need you. What's the craziest thing you found the day after the Mudfest? Oh, man. I mean, just all kinds, any kind of clothing you can think of. Uh-huh. 
I don't know if we found any condoms. I don't know about that. Nothing crazy. No one's getting their dirty on. <laughs> oh, I think there's some dirty happening for sure. Yeah, there's some dirty. Dude, you know what's amazing is uh, tarred and feathered. Our first obstacle is like a series of these small ponds and then pond dots and then over the hay into some serious ponds. And every year I excavate that out and I find like these perfectly mummified sneakers. They just look like they came right from the sneaker store. They're just brand freaking new. Like somebody lost their sneaker. And that's literally like 300 yards in, and they finished the event. <laughs> without a sneaker. Without a sneaker. That's guts right there, huh? yeah, yeah, that's like, you Fortitude. know what? I think if I lose one, I'm probably going to just take the other off because I don't want to run, like, off kilter. But Right, even it out. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, I was talking to somebody the other day. Not really. You would look at them and say, there's no way this person's going to be able to do it, but I know they can. And uh, they're saying, what's the number one tip? And I'm like, duct tape, man. You got to duct tape those shoes on. Keep so they stay on. Yeah. I'm finding uh, amazing sets of gloves on the course. You know, I get, I got to say, I'm a dumpster diver. So do you keep it, wash them up, and like, yeah. donate it to like the uh, Veterans Outreach Center or something like that? Or I donate them to the Dan Williams. Uh, <laughs> mud, mud, yeah. So, like, the Mudfest collection. Yeah. Yeah. On the sneakers, uh, we definitely have to set something up like that. I know Tough Mudder has a spot where you can donate your shoes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm thinking that's got to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we on the volunteers, we got amazing volunteers. No doubt. I gotta say the best job volunteer, my buddy Jimmy's got that. Yeah. I set him up with this. So Buell Fuels sets us up with on demand hot water and we've got like six stations so you can clean yourself up afterwards. And Jim's nice. in charge of that. So think wet t shirt contest. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, he likes that. He said uh he blew his knee out again this year, so Jimmy's gonna be at the at, he goes, Where do you want me? I'm like don't you want to be at the wash station? He's like, if you'll have me there again. I said, absolutely, buddy. <laughs> Misuji's saying he thinks that Robbie Danger is still stuck in that pond mm-hmm. from the time we went up there. In fact, uh, somebody just posted that video on our feed if you want to see it. It's uh, absolutely hilarious. When the time that we did the mud fest and ooh, that was pretty. I was hurting for a couple of days. Remember the dive that I took? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get you back up there. Again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We will. One of these days. I do. I do yeah, one of these days. <laughs> right away. When you say one of these days, that never happens. It's like, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, What's for up? sure. Hey, we'll get there. But uh, that was a lot of fun, for sure. If somebody is interested in volunteering and helping you clean up after the event, how can they get in touch with you? So the easiest way to do it is go to bardenmudfest.org. There's a volunteer button. You can click right on it and then just put your information down and bang. That goes right to my sister, Jessica, and she's in charge of all things volunteers. Uh, there's also a donation button. So if you're like, you know what? I can't make it this year, but I really want to donate to the event. A hundred percent of the proceeds do go to charities. And, um, we run on a shoestring budget. I mean, I honestly, uh, we've got expenses, but we try to keep it to a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And you're good at using your resources though. With and, this whole oh event, yeah, absolutely. You know? People are out of the woodworks. I mean, I honestly, you've got it's it's frenetic right now because we get close to the event. I had a guy call me first thing this morning. Hey, man, I got chimney logs. You need to get up here and look at them. You know, <laughs> guys that cut trees down are, are doing that for me or whatever. You're the go-to guy now with that, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I see them everywhere. I mean, I, I, I'm driving along country roads, and I see these old maples. It's tough, but they're rotten. I mean, they're, the towns are going to take them down eventually. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've got about 
seven or eight that we're going to roll out. This year's. Call Dan Williams. He'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took the biggest one we took down. Nine foot diameter. I think it was a poplar. And uh, yeah, it took. <laughs> nine foot in diameter. Diameter, man. This thing was ginormous. Wow. We put it on a low boy. I took two machines just to roll it up off the road and onto the trailer. Wow. Yeah. I have a video of playing. How tall? 16 feet. 16 feet. I think it weighed like 15 ton. Wow. I had to hook two chains on it and skid it with my excavator. My excavator weighs 20 ton. Yeah. And I and I had that thing off the ground, you know, but I we planted it and set it. Oh, is that what, and then burned it? And burned it. Oh, yeah. Oh, How yeah. long did that take to burn? I, I still have a chunk of it Dude. up in the woods. It's, I mean, the chunk that's left is still like five foot diameter. Damn. We burned it for two years. <laughs> Yeah, this year uh, we're actually going to create a structure that's going to spell the word love. Oh, cool. Yeah, which I think is appropriate. Absolutely. Well, that's the cool thing you do, too, every year. You kind of mix it up a little bit with, like, signage and and just different, you know, burning the wood and bonfires all over the place. So this is a a little added bonus of what you do. Well, that yeah, that's the thing. Every year we've had a different fire sculpture. Mm -hmm. The one year we brought in this big silver maple, that thing was like 8-foot diameter. I think that weighed the 14-ton, and we planted that. That's still right there, and we actually attached hollow logs to the top of it, and we burned those. Remember, it was like an Irish look like the peace sign? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, every year it's been something different. The first year was the 26 logs. And uh, what we do realize, though, so if a flaming log is uh, does fall and it lands on you, it does it does hurt on top of making noise. Yeah. So uh, we're a little bit safer about that than and we were that first year. Oh my God, I can't believe no one got hurt because they were everywhere. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people. And oh my gosh, it was it was awesome. So yeah, and the uh, other note is just. I want people to register and run. Yes, and they can register by going to your website, bardenmudfest.org. How's registration? Doing well? You get a bunch yeah, of people? Yeah, I think we're we're going to inch up there and get close. The weather, I think, is going to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. People love to wait to the last minute. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, if you're listening and you're like, you know what, I don't think I can do it, I know you can. Right. And this is really wh- – that's the other piece about this is we've had people change their lives. You know, they were physically – not in good shape. And the way I look at it is we've got three uh, legs on the stool. And if you don't have all three the same length, it, it, you're, the stool falls over. And uh, so it's the physical, it's the mental, and it's the spiritual. And uh, you just simply have to say, I got to sign up. Mm-hmm. And, and you get, get out up there. and do it. It's, a, it's an Adirondack hike. It's, it's three miles. Takes you to the top of the course where you got about a 40-mile view. You look over the Mohawk Valley. What's we, the elevation at the top? Do you know? The elevation at the top is roughly 1450. You look right over the Mohawk Valley. Mm-hmm. I thought on a clear day you can see Speculator is what we're, we think. You can see these little mountains way off in the distance. You're looking way over Barneveld. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You can see Marcy. You can see there's a little NORAD tower on at uh, Remsen. And then you're looking way past that. You see for miles. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing, we've got Gary Robertson Jr. on the top on the monkey bars. We built a stage up there. So he's going to be kicking it acoustic style, which is awesome. And then we've got a drink cart up there. So if you feel like you're going to be thirsty, you know, stash a little money in your sock, buy yourself a beverage. 
you know, at the at the halfway point. Yep. And then we've got another beverage cart that's going to be rolling around near the above our finish line area. So warped imagination. You know, literally, uh, that that's the other thing is if you're a spectator, we've got it kicking this year. If you go backwards on the course, you have Paul Bunyan's cabin, warped imagination, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, ring the bell, and you can see Irish Ninja Warrior. Oh, and uh Kilt Tilter. So you got six obstacles from one vantage point. I mean, that's killer. It is. And then you got this great view. You just look overlooking the farm. Uh-huh. And then we've got people movers. So, you know, if you're like, all right, I'm, I've seen enough here, which I can't believe you're gonna, but whatever. You work your way to the monkey bars, and then from there you can you can go wherever on the course. And people will taxi you around on the on the people movers. Yeah, we've got tons of people on side by side, so mm-hmm. you can just jo- jump in and and uh, hitch a ride. Or we've got a tractor with like a. It's like a hay wagon type deal to move you around. Yeah, so you could come up to the Barden Mud Fest if you're not running, and be a part or be a spectator and check out some great music, and pretty much just pay a parking fee. It's five bucks. It's like five bucks to park. Five bucks. And Where you, can you go? And okay, so and then there's beer, food, and DJs. Music and, We've got Ray Brothers, <laughs> uh, Dean's Concessions, and uh, several others. I don't even know. My wife can probably post that, or I think it's on the poster too. But um. Then afterwards, you have a giant concert. You know, we're looking at what do we what do we say? What's the lineup? Okay, so you got uh, Old Main kicking it all off at eleven o'clock, and then uh, Bokany. Yep. And then Third Stone Blues Band, which are uh, boys from Connecticut, from Newtown, Mark Connecticut. Barton, amazing. Mark Barding, incredible. And then Alternate Universe. Yep. Correct. And For- awesome band. They always bring the house down, and they do a bunch of stuff from like Motown all the way to like some. Rolling Stones type stuff. Absolutely. Great band. After them is the Swamp Drivers. The guys make their own instruments, which the novelty alone with the Swamp Drivers is awesome. You just go check those guys out and watch them play, you know, a frying pan guitar and a a shovel guitar. And it's just amazing what they do. And they're great musicians and great guys too. So the Swamp Drivers, then after the Swamp Drivers, are good friends. And they've been playing pretty much every year as Grit and Grace. Oh, they're phenomenal. They're always the the top dogs and and we love them. Yeah. And um um uh Jackie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jackie. I almost forgot. Your Jackie name. Pop. J- Jackie Pop. She runs every year. Yeah. She's in the mix. She she gets all dirty and, and runs it, and then she gets on stage and rocks the house every year. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and Mark Barton does too. Mark mm-hmm. runs the course since, since year one, and he get and then he gets out and plays his guitar. And if uh, and he rips. Too. He rips it. Last year he played Cortez the Killer. I I was like, can you please just one more? And he played that, and it just absolutely brings the house down. I mean, chills on your spine, crying, tears of joy. To see him put that passion in, you, you know, you know, it's it's raw for him. Yeah, and, uh, it's just you're not going to get, I think, a more um, emotional concert than that. Natural too. And then that just... setting. I mean, in that barn, the barn is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going old school barn dance. Uh, we'll have Saranax giving us all the beverage uh, again. Amazing. They're, those guys are great. Pepsi is providing us with a bunch of water and propel and uh, Clinton tractor. Snacks. Yeah. Clinton tractor. Again, those guys have been with us year one. They're providing the stage this year and uh, paying for the sound. We got Jeff Clinton on sound. Just you so rock great. productions. You rock. He's great, man. Jeff's oh, the man. Jeff's a great He's guy. been with us since day one too. Yep. Yeah. Since day one. And then uh, also we got to mention PepsiCo. Oh yeah. PepsiCo. They, was, they Year two, they started with us. 
you know, and I was going to ask him for five grand and my buddy says, ask for 20 and they gave us 20,000. I couldn't believe it. Uh, we're down to 10 now, but I feel like that's pretty good since they cut out all Super Bowl ads. Hey, I'll take ten. Hey, we take whatever, and and it's going for a good cause. So that's yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. then uh, New York Sash Wheelock Wheelock gives us the dumpsters at the end. We have four twenty-yard dumpsters. We sandwich together, and we basically build a giant cabin for all for all the lost sneakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've lost GoPros in there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh yeah, all kinds of stuff. And then they pick up all our garbage and they give us all the cans. I mean. In a, in a business that's very cutthroat, Mike Mike Wheelock's been amazing. I, every year I call him, and he's like, no problem. Yeah. I'm, what do you need? And he's right there. He drops it off. And uh, even, like, I, I will say, you know, guys call me, hey, I got firewood. And they know we're going to need firewood. Uh, to Danny Seedsma, he's got a little machine shop. He makes these brackets for us. I said, hey, we need brackets for our new obstacle, Willy Wonka. Just tell me how many you need and when you need them by. And they just do it. They don't even want any recognition. Uh, MBT Bank, they're, they're kicking us uh, a good check this year, and they're bringing an ATM. Like apparently, cool. Yeah. You needed that. We needed an yeah. ATM. Yeah. 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 We we'll feel like we can drag more money out of people if they can just <laughs> get a little buzzed up and then. Got a cash machine right there. Yeah. I think that's going to definitely um, help for sure. So, yeah, there's a bunch more sponsors. I don't know if Melissa. She's listening still if she wants to kick well, that on. Check out the Barton Mud Fest. It's going on next weekend, next Saturday, MKJ Farms in Deansboro. Uh, go to BartonMudFest.org for more information if you're interested in registering and running the race or if you want to volunteer or just come down and hang out, drink a couple beers from Saranac, watch some great music, and then support the cause. Oh, yeah, eat some food. And then, oh, yeah, White's Farm Supply, those guys, New York Central, they've been with us year one. Yep. They've been great. Um, and also, we got to thank all the bands too for donating their absolutely. time as well. The great music lineup this year, and and it's uh, it's going to be a hoot nanny. Well, it's, you know what's crazy is now I get these bands getting a hold of me even oh, I or know. you in like January. Well, I'm trying to pass them off on you, and you're like, ah, you go. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We won't get into that. No, we're not. No, but um, no, it's it's a good thing when you're starting to turn people away. Right. Yes. You know that is a, that's a good problem to have. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was just talking to the president of the Boilermaker yesterday. He was at the sneaker store. I want to put a shout out to them. They put the sign out there. Uh, get your sneakers at the sneaker store. It's more local business, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so we were talking. I said, you don't mind, right, that we call ourselves the Boilermaker's dirty little brother. And uh, and he said, absolutely not. He said, actually, I'm coming down this year. And And that I feel like, you know, we've reached... We've reached a bit of a milestone now where the president of the Boilermaker is actually coming to our event. And, uh, you know, I've run the Boilermaker almost every year, mm -hmm. and I love it. And I feel like it's really a run that so happens to have this, or an after party that so happens to have a run. And I look at the Barton Mudfest that way. It's, it's really just this party that so happens to have a mud run. Right. I will tell you, see. The Dirty Ninja Warrior. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the beer tastes a lot better when it's washing down a bit of mud. I'm sure. And so, it's colder. It's colder. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about it. It just is better when you've done a little work. So you get yourself signed up and you realize that the peop the folks that have lost their kids and you can run this for the Bardens. Or you can run it for somebody you lost in your family. Mm -hmm. But you dedicate yourself to an hour to an hour and a half of 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 hard effort and realize that they have to push the boulder the rest of their lives, so to speak. They have to 
continue to run the mud run because you never get over losing a, a child or a loved one. Right. They, they, literally, I tell people, this is what you have to think in your mind. Yeah, okay, I can't do it. Wow, that's hard. No, you can. You know, this is just a small little thing you can do. It's a symbol to them. Like, all right, yeah, you can continue to soldier on without your loved one. You know, and that's part of the message. Mm-hmm. You're a beautiful man, Dan Williams. I said that from the very first day I met you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I mean, what was the other thing we said? If the girls ever uh, leave us. <laughs> we're still in the family. We're still in the family. That's right. <laughs> Which they're both watching right now. So, yes, we, we will never leave the family. No. Regardless if you get divorced or if we both get divorced. <laughs> yeah. I've made it this far. I feel like now with the amount of life insurance she has on me, it's cheaper to keep me. Yeah. I mean, the odds of me going <laughs> have only gone up, right? You're like a gambler at the table. I'm bound to win at some point. Uh, we, I got to get you to come back. Maybe we can do a post recap or something like that after the Absolutely. after Mudfest is done. Because unfortunately, I would go for another two hours if we could, but I got to bounce. I got to work tonight. Yeah, I know. So, uh, Or we'd be going for three hours. We, me and you get together and forget about it. And you know what? We're not drinking. Yes. Which is rare when we get together. Right. We usually like to tip a drink- few. We're drinking pistachio coffee right now. Utica coffee. Love it. We're drinking yeah. the U- the Utica coffee. I love this stuff for sure. Wake the hell up. Proud sponsor of VC Radio and all the things here at the D, as well as Saranac and also Night Volkswagen in Rome and EJA Moving Service. You need a good moving company, man. My boy Eddie can hook you up. Okay. So one last thing I do want to say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We didn't even really talk about the kids, Ron. So we're totally revamping the kids course this year. Really? Yeah. Uh, they've got a mini tartan feather that I've already got dug and they, they'll make it a little more difficult. for Well, the kids. they want to get money, mm-hmm. you know, what kid doesn't want to. And so we're going to give them a free leash to do that. And we're building a bunch of obstacles. Brothertown Optimus is a local volunteer type, uh, organization in our area. These guys and gals are amazing and they built an obstacle that they're going to be bringing down. They just called me and said, hey, we want to donate an obstacle. And then they run the kids' course for us. They provide all the volunteers. Even better. They do a great job. That's yeah. cool. And we want to get kids outside off video screens and getting muddy. Our event is super fa- friendly, uh, family friendly. I feel like you, br- you get them on course. And uh, the ki- it's just great because the kids' course is right adjacent to where the stage and the food is. And the kids can just go out and play. We got monkey bars and teeter-totters and all kinds of stuff they can just you know, be kids on. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And then adults can do their thing. And then lastly, you know, we've got the farmer's carry that we always do. So you get your kilt on. You feel like you're Celtic, right? Everything's uh, got the Irish theme to it. And uh, you get a few beers in you, and you, you see how far you can carry the, the, uh, the giant 100-pound wooden uh, weights. Yes, the logs. The logs. Those big logs. Yeah, when you wake up in the morning, and you go, why the hell did my legs hurt? It's <laughs> yeah. the logs. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Mary-Kate Zabak is saying, we need maps. Is that something maybe on your radar, put maps together? Of the oh, no, we have. Like actually, that? I just uh, finished uh, this year's map this morning. Okay. And that map will be going, uh, we'll have maps for all the volunteers. And every year we make a, a big map. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having that. That map will be – we'll have that map by next Monday. Your wife's saying you'll never stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. Well, Z, thanks for having you. me. Uh, of course. And let's do a post-recap 
of everything that happened and at the Bard and Mud Fest, and then we'll have a little bit more time to, to chop it up, as the kids say these days. Yeah, yeah. Before we get out of here, the day after Mud Fest is we're doing a, a, a little benefit ourselves. Nice. We're teaming up with First Source Federal Credit Union to disrupt hunger. We're feeding our vets and disrupting hunger all at the same time. It's happening Sunday, April 28th at the Veterans Outreach Center, the old YMCA in Utica, 726 Washington Street. They got a little cafe there on the yeah. side there. We've got a couple bands coming in, Mutt Farm and the Dark Matter Project, and there's going to be raffles and games. We're going to be raising some money. We're going to be raising some donations as well, and we're looking for non-perishable food items, clothes, toiletries, hygiene products, furniture, pretty much any basic home necessity. What time is that? And kids' clothes, women's clothes, men's clothes, all that. We'll take all that. It goes from noon till 4 on the 28th, but if you can't make the event, we have drop-off boxes located at all the First Source Federal Credit Union branches right now. That's perfect. So yep. we'll get up in the morning. Drop we'll off if you we'll got some get a extra bunch clothes. Of garbage picked up and yeah. dirty underwear and sneakers. Yeah, and, and, bring then we'll, and then we'll come down for that. Oh. Grab some food. And bring watch it on some down. Music. Yeah, bring it on down. That would be great, man. Awesome. Also, you can visit disruptionnetwork.net for more information on drop-off locations. There are a few more Utica Coffee's a, a location as well as Dippin' Donuts out in Rome, the Bargain Grocer. So we have a, a couple other drop-off locations, and it's all going down Sunday, April twenty-eighth, as First Source Federal Credit Union teams up with us here at the D to disrupt hunger. So hopefully you guys can come on out and feed the vets and help us disrupt hunger. Also, much love and respect out to my friends in Nye Volkswagen Rome who also have drop-off boxes for disruption hunger. Uh, you could go up to their showroom at 5865 Tabor Road in Rome, see why all the customers love their Nye V-Dub. Mention the D, $250 off any vehicle purchase. So if you're in the market for another Jetta, go up there, and, and, and Uncle Z will hook you up with your first yeah. month payment shaved right off for you. Nice. Yeah, I'll hook you up, buddy. Yeah, that's a yeah. good deal, man. So, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all, man. The compliments to your friends here at the D, and of course, EC Radio. So tomorrow I'm off, and then I will see you back on here uh, Monday. Monday. Bardenmudfest.org. Go to that website. Sign up. Get registered. It's the order of the day. Dan Williams, I love you, buddy. Love you too, brother. See you soon. All right. Thanks, E. Later. You know what the hell you're listening to? It's EC Radio. Never you mind what I'm making. You should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society. EC Radio. Only on the D. Disruption Network and First Source Federal Credit Union have teamed up to help support the Central New York Veterans Outreach Center Sunday, April 28th from noon to 4 p.m. Located at the Veterans Outreach Center, 726 Washington Street in Utica. There will be food, live entertainment, raffles, live podcasting from the D, and an appearance by Audi from the Utica Commons. We are looking for donations of clothes, non-perishable food items, furniture, toiletries, hygiene products, or a minimal cash donation of $5 at the door day of event. All ages are welcome. For more information on donation, drop-off locations, and entertainment lineup, please check out DisruptionNetwork.net. Disrupting Hunger, Sunday, April 28th, brought to you by First Source Federal Credit Union. Tax season is here, and First Source wants to help you be prepared. Our friends at Furley, Moran, Freer, and Isa have given us some great tax tips to share. Read the blog at fsource.org for helpful answers to your tax questions and feel better prepared before you file. First Source members can also receive a discount on TurboTax software. Be ready for tax season with help from your friends. File smarter, live smarter with First Source. Membership requirements apply. Federally insured by NCUA. 
The Baseline is back with all new episodes every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Right here on Disruption Network. The complete rundown of news and notes around Major League Baseball. Get caught up with fantasy rankings, predictions, league leaders, standings, and more. Join JP and SPG as they bring you original segments like 3 Up, 3 Down, The Haps on the Haps, Tip of the Cap, and The Field Report. Don't find yourself out of the baseline. Join the baseline every Sunday night, all season long, only on the D. Hey, it's Cassidy, and you're listening to Disruption Network. (laughs) So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net.